Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Today, I am joined by Natalia Kano. Natalia is Head of Brand and Reputation at Google across the Asia-Pacific region. Some might see this job title as corporate presentations marketing campaigns, and issuing dry statements to key corporate stakeholders. For Natalia and her team, this means helping over 50 million people grow their skills, careers, and businesses in the EMEA and APAC regions. Natalia joins us today in this podcast to explore why digital skills are so vital, who is being left behind, and what we can all do to help this, as well as throwing some insight on how we can pursue the career paths of our dreams. So Natalia, welcome. Thank you, Kate. Thank you very much for having me today. Brilliant to have you. Natalia, first of all, would you mind sharing a little bit more about your role at Google and what's motivated your career to this point? Yes, definitely, Katie. So basically, my job is to help people across the region, across Asia Pacific, to gain new digital skills. So they can find better opportunities. This could be, you know, a new job, advance their careers or simply grow their business. And the way we do this is through our Grow with Google initiative. And to date, we have trained 50 million people across Asia and Pacific with new skills. And out of those 50 million, I'm happy to say that 70% of them are women. And what we realized is that with the pandemic, with COVID-19, there's been an even more important shift to online. And it's really important to skill people more than ever, right? So we prioritize supporting small businesses and their workers because we've also seen that they're among the most affected by the downturn. And it's with the small businesses where we can have the greatest impact. Those are the ones that are struggling the most to basically go online or, you know, most of them have shops and a very basic digital skill. So we need to help them get online, transform their business, and ultimately be able to operate and transact online, do e-commerce, Uh, So now in most of the region here in Asia Pacific, most countries except for India and a few other markets in Southeast Asia, they are moving into a new phase, into economic recovery. So we are stepping up our efforts to help businesses as as the economy recovers. In terms of what really motivates me, for me, it's, it's all about helping others and having an impact in people's lives. So in the case of the work that I do on skilling and training people with new skills, for me, what's important is to help people find better opportunities. That could be, as I mentioned before, a new job or you know, getting a promotion in their career, but basically showing to people what are the options for them to grow professionally and personally. Natalia, those are some really big numbers, but you zoomed in on 70% women taking part in your training. You're obviously very focused on trying to engage women around technology. Why is this such an issue? Yes, that's a great question, Katie. What we are seeing is that, you know, the pipeline of women who actually choose tech-related careers or who work in the tech field is very reduced. And the main reason for that is that many girls, they do not choose STEM in school, right? And potentially it's because they aren't directed to do so by schools or by their family. And that is just when we look at education at school, right? But then when we look at, you know, adults, women, 
uh, working in the professional environment, we see that only 22% um, of people that are working in, in AI are women, right? And even if we look at companies like, you know, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, right? There's only 25% of those employees working in, in the big tech sector who are actually female. So for this, for us, this is an issue, right? We see that, you know, not many women are aware of the opportunities of digital, of tech, and that they could actually have a very promising career in this, in this field. And it's important for us to, to shorten that gap, right? And, and to work on it now, especially because when you look at the jobs of the future, those jobs that will be most in demand, it's mostly ICT focused jobs, right? Like the ones I was mentioning before, like AI, becoming a data scientist. And we see that these jobs are even getting more in demand as COVID is happening, right? So technology and, and digital skills are just key for survival. And unfortunately, based on these stats, we see that women risk missing out on the fastest growing jobs of the future. So that is why, you know, our job here at Google is to enable everyone, women included, to have those, those skills. Also because that's what we do well, right? Like Google is a digital company and, and our expertise is precisely that, digital marketing. Another thing that we've also noticed with these women is that in many cases, it's a confidence issue. And that's why here at Google, we've developed specific workshops to tackle that confidence issue. We have a program called I Am Remarkable, uh, also Women Will. And these are just programs that are meant to boost women's confidence. They, they basically focus on women's communication and leadership skills, especially at the workforce, right? And they're only one hour workshop, and we've trained a lot of women through them. And to date, we've had very positive results. And um, for anybody listening to this podcast, I will put the links to I'm Remarkable and Women Win programs into the note section so that you guys can follow up with that. Natalia, what can we do to encourage more women to participate in technology? I mean, clearly you talked a bit about what Google's doing, but is there something that other people can do as well? Yes, I think it, it basically is a problem that everyone should address, right? The private, the public sector especially should work together. To encourage young girls you know, from an early age to get into STEM early on. And basically by doing that, improving the pipeline and the diversity of STEM graduates. I think in many cases, we don't see it as a problem or, or we do see it as a problem when it's too late. And for me, it's key that we start early, right? By inspiring and motivating young women. I also think it's difficult for many girls or women to be inspired by these possibilities, right? Tech or, or digital skills is not something, you know, that attracts many girls. I've got two daughters, you know, when I often ask them what would they like to be, they often say, oh, I'd like to be a hairdresser or, you know, I like to be a makeup artist, right? So I think that sometimes they're not aware of, of other options that could be interesting for them. And then I also think that many girls and women, they find all this digital skills and tech very complicated, right? So I think we need to make it easy and straightforward to upskill girls and women uh, so that they're aware of the possibilities and they can transition if they choose to, right? Ultimately, it's, it's their decision. But if they choose to, we make it easy for them to do that transition. So Natalia, you're really zooming in and focusing on diversity and inclusion. What would be your advice to other businesses trying to create that diverse and inclusive workplace? My advice would be basically just do it. It's important. 
diverse teams produce better products and also services. And if I look at Google, right, as a company, we need to aspire to be an organization that reflects the, the diverse audience, right, that our search engine and tools serve, right? We need, we need our employee base to be reflective of the people that we, that we help and that we serve. Another thing that's important to note is that diverse teams, they also challenge the status quo. They ask better questions. And this is even proven by research, right? We know that, you know, when solving complex problems, you know, it's important to have diversity of skills, of perspectives, because all of that leads to a better outcome. So we need to understand and ask ourselves, how can we work better together, right? We need to be representative of our customers, and diversity leads to greater innovation. When we are exposed to a more diverse team, we basically have better results, right? So it's also business critical to have diverse teams, right? It's not just an HR problem. Many companies think, oh, I need to have like the right stats and equity between women and men. But beyond that, I mean, it's a business, it's a business issue, right? It's a business goal, right? So imagine if I look at like the work I do, imagine if if I did a marketing campaign without a strong female voice or or maybe if we developed a, I don't know, an online shopping product that was only designed by male engineers, it wouldn't be successful, right? So it's truly, truly business critical to have diverse teams that really reflect the audiences that these products will serve and will help. So Natalia, Looking across the board, this conversation would be amiss if we didn't mention COVID-19. We are recording this podcast in the summer of 2020. What has COVID meant to the work that you're doing at Google? Yes, definitely. COVID-19, very top of mind, of course. We've been focusing our response on three big pillars, right? As Google, the first thing we've done is help surface helpful information, right? All the information from governments on safety measures, anything that you can do to avoid transmission of the virus. And that's worked well. Obviously, we, we have our search engine, so we've been able to surface all that critical information to all our users. But then we've also helped schools, right, with distance learning. We've equipped teachers with the right skills and tools to be able to teach online, especially as most schools around the world have closed or, or were closing at the time, right? A few of them are actually reopening now. And what we see is that we're actually moving into a blended type of learning, whereby a lot of teachers and schools are still benefiting from the benefits of doing teaching online. And they are continuing using the tools that they were using during COVID because they found they were easy to use and they also improved efficiency. And then the last thing that we did So aside from providing helpful information and equipping schools with distance learning, the third thing we did is that we help small, medium businesses adapt and recover by transitioning online, right? We've helped a lot of businesses go online, create an online presence, a lot of this through Google Maps. And we've also helped job seekers, right? Land new jobs. We've got a a product called Job Search where job seekers can find jobs that are relevant in their area. We've matched other skilling opportunities that we offer as Google to those jobs. So people find it easy to learn new skills in order to land those jobs that are in demand. Thank you for sharing that, Natalia, with us. I mean, we, this podcast is as much around you as a person as the work that you're doing. 
And I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your role and your career. I mean, where do you see the work that you're doing at the moment going forward? What do you see happening next for you in your career? Yes, thank you, Katie, for asking this this important question. I mean, I think I've only started to tackle this this problem right around the diversity with my team. And I think, as I mentioned before, one of the things that motivates me the most is, is helping others, right, in my career. And when it comes to, to diversity in tech, there's so much more than can be done, right? Like, even if I look at some of the stats, you know, 250 million fewer women are online than men. And that is not okay, right? That means that, unfortunately, women don't have access to information. And information is is so important. It's it's oxygen, right? So many women around the world can't learn, can't educate themselves. They don't even know their human rights. They can't even create a business. I don't know, participate in educated conversations. And this is even worse when you look at like all the rural areas, the poorer, less educated, are always women and girls. It's always like that, right? Even here, like in in where I live, right, in, in Asia Pacific, I think if I remember correctly, there's only one woman in leadership positions for every four men. So for me, I really like diversity in tech to become a natural extension of Google's core mission. So moving forward, I see my role and career still centered around this topic, right? Increasing access to information and opportunity for everyone, obviously including women. And I'd like, I like my focus to be around breaking down barriers through technology, right? And I do really think that the gender gap could be solved just simply by women having the same access to resources and even to education as men. So, I mean, luckily enough, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to work for one of the most influential companies in the world. So having said that, I believe that I have a responsibility and duty to contribute, you know, Google's resources to helping, you know, create a world that's, that's more equitable for everyone, ultimately. Go, Natalia, make it happen. And what would be your advice to someone who's trying to potentially follow a similar sort of career path as you? Yes, definitely a very good question. I mean, I think um, it's important to fight for your course, right? You have to persevere, don't give up. I mean, this is not easy, right? But you can't do things alone. It's important that, you know, you make others aware of your course, you partner with them, you know, you get them to join in your mission because, yeah, definitely it's a big problem to solve by yourself. And you'd be surprised how many alleys you will find along the way. There's so many teams, organizations out there who want to do the same, but they just don't know where to start. So I, I'm a true believer that it takes a village to create change. But ultimately, if you champion the change, others will follow and you can position yourself as a role model for others, right? I see that a lot with you know, with my daughters too, right? You can be an example of how change and new opportunities are possible. Ah, Natalia, listening to you, I'm inspired to go and try and make change myself. Natalia, thank you so much for your time today. That takes us to the end of this little podcast recording. Um, For anybody who's listening to this, as I say, I will put in the links to the things that Natalia talked about into the words that sit alongside it. But Natalia, thank you so much for your time. No worries, a pleasure. Thank you, Katie. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback. So please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. 